It's the state of Victorian trots racing and the people who drive the sport. You're one out, one back. Yes, welcome to the latest edition of One Out, One Back for Harness Racing Victoria on RSN 927, our country radio relays, our social media as well. Lots coming up on the program today in the HRV studios, though we have, of course, uh, Michael Howard and uh, Toby McKinnon. How are you both? Yeah, doing very well. Thank you very much, Andrew. Nice to be in the one-out-one-back chair. Of course, Cody, when all the regular guests, is just unavailable today, so I get to slide on in, which is exciting for me, Toby. I'm not too sure about you, but uh, I'm up and about. Yeah, it was only Andrew and myself last week, so it's great to have you on, Michael. Uh, and uh, is it your one-out-one-back debut? I think it is, yeah. So oh. the, look, the nerves are high, Toby. This is a big <laughs> stage, but um, plenty, plenty of ground to cover too, obviously. There's been so much going on, not only just at home, but across the, um, the Tasman as well. Now, we've got a number of guests on the show now. Is it Chris uh, Zavanosio? How do we pronounce Chris's surname? Zavanosio. There we go. We've also got uh, Paul Males and we've got Greg Norman on the program. That's exciting. Yeah, absolutely. The great man himself, Greg Norman. Of course, those in Harness will know a long-time member of the Harness industry is uh, Greg Norman. It is an interesting uh, double-up of the name, of course. There was a golf coach in Queensland named uh, Gary Edwin. Uh, Well, his name's Gary Edwin. He was born Gary Player. And he changed his name, in fact, uh, when he got to about his early 20s simply because he was tired of saying to people or they would smile when he you know, got on the first tee and said his name was Gary Player. So it's an interesting surname in terms of uh, Greg Norman. Of course, Toby McKinnon, there'd be lots of people out there born Toby McKinnons that might be changing their name given your success in recent times as a tipster. Yeah, well, I can't confirm or deny that Greg is talking about changing it to Greg McKinnon. So, Oh, all right, there you go. <laughs> all <laughs> right, lots of guests to come, but uh, we might start with some of the uh, latest news and uh, lots of things happening, of course, uh, both here locally and in New Zealand, Michael. Yeah, let's look at home for starters because we had a great night racing at Saturday at Tabcourt Park, Melton, where... Not only just really good racing on the track, and we saw plenty of uh, favourites go under and some, some real good stories come out of that. There was, there was a lot of emotion, really, wasn't there, Toe, which was good to see. There was a lot of winners who picked up a victory that just meant the absolute world to them. Yeah, and it flowed on all week. I was at a meeting on Tuesday night in Bendigo, and uh, Jared Baloney, who bred a horse called Royal Charlotte, and he was he was still thrilled about it on Tuesday night. Great to see, and... Uh, uh, I'll, I'll go the early plug. I've got to do it. Fratellino winning at $12. We had uh, Sean McNulty on last week with Michelle Phillips. She was extremely emotional after the race. And, Andrew, you will note that we tipped the listeners into that winner at $12. Well, don't have to put me along. You tipped it so you can get all the uh, glory because it's not we tipping, it's you tipping. The same as if you tip something and people do their money. I have absolutely nothing to do with your tips. So, uh, <laughs> no, well done. You uh, have actually, um, as I said, you've came on this program about a month ago to join Cody and you slowly, well, you've pushed him out now and <laughs> Michael's there. But as we know, if you tip a winner, everyone wants to know you, don't they? Yes, uh, there was plenty of winners on the night. I thought Aleppo Jewel really arrived on the scene. She's always really promised, but it felt like she really arrived on the scene. Um, and then Dublin Chubb, again, the two-year-old trotter, who was uh, fantastic. It's it's probably the leading two-year-old trotter now, and we aim for the Redwood uh, at Maryborough in a couple of months' time. And, of course, Marika Springfield won the APG Autumn Final. And uh, we did touch on Royal Charlotte winning the Trotters Oaks. Yeah, and Dublin Chubb was interesting, wasn't it? Did it so comfortably, really, for a $10 shot in the end, of course, with the um, favourite Van Sank galloping out. Of the, made a little bit more 
easier for it, perhaps. But um, we did see we had the tab big bets, which are a very popular thing that come up on the trots.com.au website. People love them. It's the biggest bets throughout the course of the week. Someone put t- 600 bucks on Dublin Chubb. They turned that into, obviously, a really nice payday. And it would have been a pretty cruisy sort of ride because Karen Manning just drove at the treat. And it was a really impressive winner in that two-year-old Trotters. And all that sort of form were really interesting at the moment as these horses start to emerge because we're, we're only on the cusp of the Vic Bread Super Series. So this form is going to really start to translate into potentially some big dollars if they can start to get on top of their, their particular age categories. So that was a really good result. Another result that sort of stood out to me at Tabcourt Park, Melton, especially in the after-race after, after race interviews, which uh, could all be seen live on Trots Vision at the trots.com.au, was uh, the lucky Lombo win in the Jack Australia pace. That certainly meant the world to Jason Lee, to David Aiken, to the connections of, of that horse, but particularly because of the uh, the recent and sad passing last week of Paul Stokey, an owner of that horse. And Jason did a terrific job with the on-course announcer, Rob Orber, and just sort of saying, I suppose, the role that Paul Stokey had meant to him and, and how nice it was to be able to get that win on the board for the family. Yeah, yeah it was a very emotional time at uh, Tabcourt Park, Melton, with the with sort of the highs and lows all wrapped up into the one package. Yeah, absolutely it was. All right, what about uh, coming up? What are we looking forward to this weekend, Michael, and uh, any other news going forward? Well, more really good racing at uh, to Melton in particular on Saturday night. Um, we've got uh, the VHRSC home field. We're going to learn a fair bit about that in this show because... Chris Finocio will be able to talk to us about Don't Touch the Juco. And then we're going to talk to Paul Mayles about Royal Charlotte. Uh, we've also got the Alabar Silver Pace and the young Pedro Free For All. We've got to see the return of Rack'em Up Tiger Pie, which I'm really looking forward to because I think, Tobes, there might be a chance that he might be one of our next top liners. Yeah, I don't think he's going to be far off it, so it'll be real big preparation for that horse to see if it does measure up to that real top class. But there's also good racing, obviously, throughout country Victoria. In the lead-up to that, we've got Mildura tonight, which we're looking forward to. We'll certainly we'll learn a hell of a lot more about that when we talk to Greg Norman. But uh, then tomorrow night, it's the last race of the Trots Country Cups Carnival. It's been going since Kilmore, I think, September 27 last year. The Kilmore Cup was. We've gone all the way through to winter. And it pretty much, this is the last one, the Bendigo Bank 2019 Trotters Cup. And a fantastic field. Another very open race. And we'll, uh, Chris Sinocio will give us a bit of insight into ends in a party, which I believe Brad Stevens, who they did win the Geelong and Mildura Cup, and Brad Stevens has just surfaced from the Mildura Cup win. From the celebrations, <laughs> yeah. Well, that was, uh, that was certainly a ripping result. And as you say, it is. It's a terrific field, isn't it, for the standing start over the long distance. Yeah, with a number like Save Our Pennies comes back into the field. So it... it, it, it I just would love to know how fit Save Our Pennies is. You've got McLovin, Jackson Square, Chiron's back, cruising around's really building towards a win as well. And then you've got Cordy's Prince, who I think could could really step right up this campaign as well. So it'll be a terrific race at Bendigo on Friday night. Fantastic. We look forward to that. We're about to talk about Bendigo now. It's RSN 927's One Out, One Back. As Michael and Toby, Chris says Venosio does take our call on the program. He's there now. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, fantastic to have a chat with you, Chris, because we're certainly building up to a really big Friday night's racing in particular in the Bendigo Bank 2019 Bendigo Trotters Cup, where you've got Ends in the Party, who is a horse that's brought a little bit of delight this season. Uh, he's been great. So, like, Brad's a good mate of mine who trains him, and we work him here together at Bruce Morgan's, and he's won a couple of Trotters Cups at Geelong and Mildura. So, yeah, he's had a really good season. 
He's done a fantastic job with the horse, uh, Brad Stevens. He got the horse. It was a 22-start maiden. It's won seven races now, a couple of country cups. So y- yourself and Brad are based there together. So he gets he's a concreter by trade, and you get down before he goes off to work and uh, works the horse with you, does he, Chris? Yeah, when he can. Like some days he's got all uh, too much work on, and we sort of jog the horse for him, myself and the girls that work for me. And then other days Brad's able to give us a hand with my horses and so we all just work in together here so it works out really good. It's a great little community you've got there. I think that might be even the word that you guys use. It's a, Bruce Morgan's property is key to it but um, there's so many young up-and-comers who are able to all come together and and sort of start to get some really good results and we've talked earlier about Michelle Phillips and Sean McNulty and the success they've had of late, particularly with Fratellino. Tell us a little bit about the community. Take us into it a little bit there and how it's actually really benefiting all parties. Um, so Michelle works for me and so does Tara Youngson. They're both here full time. Uh, Tara owns Delightful Mia, who's had a good season, so that's been great for her. And then we see Brad Stevens is here at Bruce's as well, and he's got, uh, two or three horses all the time. And Todd Matthews is also here, and, um, like we all work on Bruce's track and fast work over at Bendigo, so. There's a few other people around as well. It, it makes it a lot more enjoyable working the horses when you've got good friends around to help you when you need it. So, yeah, it's working out good. Oh, yeah, fantastic. Well, let's dig a little bit deeper into that Bendigo Trotters Cup, of course. You're going to come from gate three with ends in the party. We just have a little look at the field. It's a, it's a ripping field over the standing start. Some really big names in McLovin and Save Our Pennies will come off the 20 metres. How does it sort of face up to you at that face value? Um, look, it's probably the hardest uh, race that ends in a party's been in. Like he did beat Save Our Pennies in the Geelong Trotters Cup, and but um, like the whole field is good quality trotters, so he, he'll have to be at his very best to be um, beating these. But like hopefully he can, if he can get away good and be out in front, he sh- should be able to run a good race. Uh, so what, what would the tactics be? You'd be hoping for that early early front running. Do you look for a bit of cover and then, and then have a late crack at them, or what suits him best? Uh, I'll be looking to get him away as good as I can, and then um, that's about as far as I'll plan. Like He can run a good race out in front. He won the Geelong Cup out leading all the way, and uh, at Mildura, I was a bit further back on the peg, so it doesn't really matter, but just as long as I can get him away good and safe and um, be up there and out of trouble would help a bit. Now, Chris, on Saturday night, you've got a runner in the VHS RSC home field. Don't touch the Juco. You may have a bit of a love-hate relationship with this horse now after an incident a few months back. What he, He's just below probably the best ones. Do you think he can step up to a race like this? Uh, yep, I think he can step up. He's just had some little niggles along the way like he's I've targeted him at a few of the better races and he's never, just nothing's ever gone quite right for the better races, but like I feel he's got the ability to really measure up to the best ones, but it's just been a matter of giving him time along the way. Um, he's by the best stallion in the world, Muscle Hill. He's got a lot of ability. It's just sort of his manners probably let him down a few times and different things. Uh, he seems to be in a pretty good spot at the moment, so I'm hoping he can really run a good race on Saturday night.
Yeah, it certainly looks like a really good three-year-old. $30,000 it is. It's a Group 2 at Melton. It'll be on it, um, yeah, as you say, Saturday night. And some nice types in all the muscles. Majestuoso, we saw Royal Charles, who just won the Oaks, of course. And all these races, they're really quite important because I imagine the Vic Bread Super Series is also front of mind as to, to what's to come next. Yeah, well, that's right. Um, like, I was lucky enough to win this race last year with Anywhere Hugo, and then he went on to win the Vic Bread Final not long after, so... That's sort of the same path we'll be, I'll be tracking with Don't Touch the Juco, but obviously you have to, he'd have to step up to be w- winning this race, but I'm, I'm hoping he can. All right, Chris, best of luck for the uh, weekend coming up, and uh, I look forward to hopefully celebrating with you at Bendigo on Friday night into the wee hours with, and we'll end in a party. Yep, great. Thanks, very much. It's RSN 927's One Out, One Back. Good luck to uh, Chris. This is uh, one out, one back, and uh, coming up shortly we'll have uh, Paul Mails on the line. Just before we get Paul up on the phone, just, um, Toby, the the date and the way the calendar works with the Trotters' Cup for Bendigo in relation to the the bonus that just finished a few weeks ago. Yeah, so this race is a part of that ser- overall series, but um, the winner of that series was Fratellino, who we spoke to last week, but it was so far in front, but right. it, it, it already had the series wrapped up. So technically, um, the series hasn't finished as yet. Uh, Bendigo run their Trotters Cup on this night separate to their Pacing Cup night because they have another feature trotting race on that night. So um, Belts... Belts was the horse that came second in that um, series, or is running second at the moment. But I think if Ends and a Party did win on uh, Friday night, it had finished second and uh, behind Fratellino, the, the overall series winner. I can certainly just run through the, the ladder bill quickly. Fratellino, 29 points. It finished up with Belts, was on 22. And Savannah JJ, King Denny and Ends in a Party are all on 20 points. So Ends in a Party is the one that uh, can certainly step up in the second place. Unfortunately, no cash prize, but just a little bit of honour in finishing that second place. So plenty to play for for Ends in a Party, and I'm sure they'd be wrapped with a, such a competitive result in the Maori's Idol Points Trophy, which is such a big championship. And Michael Gadsden, who trained King Denny, was really chasing that, and he was the first person to comment on Twitter and congratulate Sean McNulty from uh, winning with Fratellino. It's great. The great little community of uh, trotting trainers out there. Yep, absolutely. Paul Mails. We're just getting uh, Paul Mails up on the line. So uh, any news on Melton this week? Yeah, we can look at some of the other races at Melton. The Ben Studs, Danabred, uh Youthful Stakes will be an excellent race. There's some some nice fillies in this race. We've got Gemstone for Emma Stewart. Uh, summertime for Ted Caruana and uh, Darby McGuigan. He's got a number of good horses, Ted Caruana, and Dar- Darby really rates his horse talking to him. And Elise Kay for uh, Adam Kelly and Zach Phillips. That it, It'll be an interesting race, Michael, because the main chances in the race are coming off the second row. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, looking forward to that. And we're actually going to see some really good talent, aren't we, on Saturday night? Some real, these two-year-olds, as we sort of mentioned with the Vic Bread Super Series around the corner, they're really starting to step out. And it's, it's important that they actually get these right there. They're all learning. They're all educating. And they need to actually just, there's a few kinks still in the armour that need to be sorted out if they're going to win that really big money in that Vic Bread Super Series and then, of course, the Breeders' Crown to follow. So they're, they're very important results. 
very important. And the Colts and Geldings will be another great lead-in race as well in, with uh, Batman Barry for Tony Chisholm, which will be another emotional win if it happened to win. Sahara Sirocco, which uh, has some interesting owners in it. Uh, what did you say? I think it's an underrated horse for Charlie Mizzy. Miragon for Emma Stewart and Star Hunter's an interesting runner for Jane Davies. So again, the Ben Stud Standardbreds Youthful Stakes on Saturday night. Both will be very interesting races. Okay, well, uh, let's uh, have a chat now to Paul Miles. What a time for his uh, horse, Royal Charlotte, last week with the uh, Vic Trotters Oaks and, of course, going forward. And uh, Paul Miles is there on the line to have a chat to you, Toby and Michael. Yeah, great to hear from you again, Paul. Gee, it was a fantastic night for you guys on Saturday night. It was so good to see such a big group get out onto Tabcourt Park, Melton Strait, and just to, to celebrate another big win for Royal Charlotte, who followed up the New South Wales Trotters Oaks win with the Vic Trotters Oaks win. That must have meant the world to you. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah, it was good for mum and dad and to have uh, my wife their car and the kids there. It was really good. And to touch on your mum and dad, so they're the owners, Peter and um, Yvonne, and they've obviously been really supportive for, for you and Kari throughout your career. How, how big a role have they actually played in the fact that you were in harness racing and also that you've been able to set up such a good stable? Uh, yeah, no, pretty pretty um, influential because um, when we first started, we were over at uh, Doreen and I was working as a builder and I'd just do uh, a couple of in the morning before I'd head off to work as dad's a builder and um yeah just sort of grew from there so to actually deliver them their first group one they've been involved in horse racing and harness racing for a really long time to to serve up their group one must have meant the world yeah for sure yeah they've had horses you know for about 30 years so yeah it was really good are you still on the tools paul or have you uh given the tools away in your full-time training nah pretty well full-time training every now and then i'll get a call up when there's an ordinary jobs to be done, but, yeah, <laughs> not too often now. Just friends ringing you for a favour sort of deals, are they? Oh, it's usually, usually the old man when he's stuck and he needs a hand or something. That's about it. <laughs> well, it's only going to happen all the more now, I think, now that the, the word's even more out. But, look, if we have a little back to Saturday night and the race itself... Um, again, there was a really good drive by Zach Phillips. We'll touch on Zach and the role you've played with him, but you must have been wrapped just to see that that late speed come out again that Royal Charlotte clearly has. She's a horse with a bit of talent. Yeah, she is. Um, she's always shown at home that she's got um, good high speed, but her biggest problem was um, racing-wise. She was over-racing a bit too much, and you just didn't really see that that finish. And um, now she's starting to settle on that. You're, you're starting to see how much dash she's got. Uh, on Tuesday night, I was at a meeting with a gentleman named Jared Maloney from Swan Hill who bred the horse. He walked into the room, he was six foot ten and beaming. He was just absolute cocker hoop. Where did you purchase the horse from? Did it come through the sales? Yeah, it came through the um, trotting sale. Um, they had it, uh, it was at APG that year, that one. Yeah. And I think you've got a lot to look forward to, of course, because it's out of uh, what Charlotte Galleon is the mare, and I think you may have is it little brother or a little sister also at your stable? Uh, sister, yeah. Um, Mum and Dad bought it this year. Uh, but I love you. Yep. Okay, fantastic. And that was was that at the sale as well, or that was separate? Yeah, that was at the sale as well. Yep. Ah, okay, very good. No doubt you sort of pursued that one because um, of Royal Charlotte coming along quite well. It would have been before Royal Charlotte probably really had too many points in the bank, but you must have sort of seen this coming, this sort of Group One form. Yeah, yeah. I said to I said to Mum and Dad, I said she goes really good, and um, if she if you can get her for you know reasonably priced, she'd be worth pursuing for sure. 
She backs up this week in the VHRSC Homefield. We did just hear from Chris Sinosha with Don't Touch the Juco. Now, she's $7.50 Royal Charlotte. She does have the tricky draw from Barrier 5. What? Where do you think she'll end up in, in running, Paul? Do you know? Not really. Um, yeah, once again, Zach will just have to just come out how she feels, pretty much. You really just sort of drive her how she feels. You can't really have any set plans and... Yeah, I, I don't know. She might end up outside the leader from there, I'd say. But what do you do? They must give you a lot of confidence that you can put in Zach's hands. He's obviously, you've had a lot to do with him over the years and um, he's certainly got an experienced head on young shoulders and he showed that again whenever he, he gets out behind your horses. Yeah, true. And, and, and it helps. He, he comes up here every Friday and, and drives track work for us and he sort of knows it from what she's been like at home to how she goes at the races and... It's been good just having him on from the start. He, he's worked out all the little quirks, and, yeah, we're, we're getting the results now. Yeah, Brent. She's got a big season ahead still, does she? Are we going to see her at Vic Bread and Breeders' Crown and potentially anything else in between? Uh, yeah, that, that's the plan. Um, we give her a we give her a six-week break after she won at Kilmore in January in, in process for these races coming up. So, yeah, we um, hope to be able to get right through the end of the season and, all things being well. All the best uh, going forward. Well done the other night, Paul, and uh, good luck this weekend. Thanks for joining us on One Out, One Back. Yep, no worries. Thanks very much. It's RSN 927's One Out, One Back. Surely Greg Norman will join us. Uh, and uh, before that, though, um, what else is coming up in terms of news, Michael? Well, I've mentioned it many times probably already today, but the Vic Bread Super Series is going to be fantastic. And it's a real, that's where a lot of these races are, are leading into. Of course, we just heard from Paul that Royal Charlotte will certainly be heading along there for the three-year-old fillies, uh, which uh, the Trotting fillies, they have their heats at June 24 at Maryborough, which is always a great day. But we're going to be getting to Bendigo. We're going to be getting to Kilmore, Tobe. Uh, Really does get along to a lot of the countryside. Geelong as well also gets the hold heats before we come to Melton for the semis and the finals. Yeah, semis in late June, June 29, correct me if I'm wrong, and then, and then finals is a big super weekend of finals, Friday, Saturday night. Don't you just feel that there's hundreds of horses in the state at the moment that are all thinking Vic Bread? You can just sense it out there. It's a terrific series, and, and a lot of it is still because they're untapped horses. So we know some of them who are going to be really good, but in the two-year-olds particularly, you never 100% know quite where they're going to come from and when one's going to pop up and just surprise us. And, and you might only be the third. You might figure you're only the fourth or your fifth or sixth best, but those good horses have to be right on the night, and you have to get through a heat, you have to get through a semi, and you have to get to the final. It's not that easy. Especially the trotters. Especially trotters because it's only one mistake. Yeah, All right, guys, uh, in our remaining four or five minutes on the program, another guest. It's been a busy program this morning. In fact, he's online from Adelaide. I'm talking about uh, Greg Norman. He joins you on the Hunter Show now. G'day, Greg. Thanks for joining us. We really appreciate it. Hey, good morning. How are you? Yeah, fantastic. Plenty to talk about, of course. So, Tope, I think you might want to lead us into perhaps a little bit of breaking news that's occurring in this space. Yeah, Greg, uh, any major changes to your uh, training setup at the moment? Yeah, yeah, no, we're looking at making a move to Victoria with the, the point of consumption tax issues in South Australia and the, the HRSA and the, the Club of Globe Derby not getting along that well. Um, we're looking to make a move to Victoria. I believe the Charlton Club have been, uh, Joey Thompson's been courting you uh, quite strongly and you, you, you may end up at the training facility up at Charlton. Yeah, no, that's correct. They've got a nice little facility there and, and a nice little town and it's very central to the tracks in Victoria. 
And, um, yeah, we might go there and just give it a go and see what happens. It is very central because it'll give you the opportunity. You're only sort of two or three hours up to Mildura and then you can come to Melton as well. And there's, there's, then there's Maryborough and Bendigo every week, basically, within 45 minutes. So it's a fantastic spot and it's a club that's really thriving at the moment, Charlton. So congratulations on that. Now we'll quickly move into Mildura tonight. You've got uh, two or three runners in at Mildura, um, starting with Edwin Bromack in the Tender Print Australia CO. It should be a very strong chance tonight, ten- Edwin Bromack, Greg. Yeah, no, Edwin's a good chance. Um, you know, the uh, second row draw probably doesn't suit the best, but if he gets a nice run through, he'll be right in the finish. Yeah, well, the second row draw, Greg, when we did this, we still had you as a South Australian, so we gave you three second row draws tonight at uh, Mildura. <laughs> the, the deal gets the inside of the second row. I, I fancy in the Mitovite Northern Region Championship final. It's a $25,000 race. I suspect the Brooklyn Brawler will lead tonight, and you'll end up buried away three back the fence. But I can see you getting out and making ground late. Yeah, no, that draw probably suits him. That's a nice nice draw in that field. It's a very tough field, and uh, he'll need a bit of luck. They rate him about a $21 chance. Do you think he's got that knockoff chance? Yeah, no, for sure. If they go silly up front, there's a bit of pace on, and, you know, they get a bit overzealous up front, we're right in it. And finally, your last chance tonight is a horse called CC in America. It was a fantastic result at Owen picking up the Vic Bread bonus. I saw your tweet about it. Uh, again, $10,000 final. I think best horse in the race and will be very hard to beat tonight, CC in America. Yeah, no, he goes okay, but uh, Amanda Turnbull's horse goes all right too. He's had three starts in Australia for two wins in a narrow second, so it'll be very hard to beat. Very exciting. Let's hopefully maybe put a few winners away and then um, you can start to kick off into Victoria. What sort of dates are we talking about, Greg? How soon will we see you? Yeah, yeah, we'll start the move next weekend. Ah, oh, that's going to be a big weekend for you. Yeah, yeah. We'll need to do a couple of trips to get everything sorted, but once we do and, and get settled in, we'll be up and running. And how many horses do you bring across? Uh, bringing six with me to start with, yeah. We, we'll keep uh, the bulk of the team stays here. We've got a lot of young ones and we breed them as well, or the Cormacs do. I work for the Cormac boys, so... Um, they breed a few and, and buy a few and race a few. Yeah, well, best of luck on the move and everything, Greg, and uh, we hope to see you on track shortly. Thank you for that. Greg Norman online from Adelaide. Uh, about to wrap it up in just a moment, so any closing notes or reminders, uh, Michael? Uh, we better just get Toby's best for the weekend, especially after he's just filled all the coffers last week. Uh, everyone will be waiting around. They've had to sit through, what, 25 minutes just to get to this moment, Toby. Yes. Who's the best? I'm going to Tabcourt Park, Melton. It's the last horse on the program. Race 11, number 11, no alibi. I know a fair bit about this horse. He ran third in the South Australian Derby. He's a high-speed horse. He ran on well in the heat without really being driven to the line and shown up because he's only ever going to run fourth or fifth. He's qualified for the final. He has the tricky draw. He's going to be extra good value and he'll be carrying a little bit of our winnings from last week there we go no all right alibi. good luck with that you're flying with your tips so let's see if it can continue michael and toby uh, thanks for joining us today and we'll talk more harness next week look forward to it thanks andrew thanks, this andrew. has been one out one back thanks for listening Want to hear one out, one back again? Head to iTunes, our Facebook page and the podcast page at rsn.net.au.